tonight on Universe Box. R.L. Stein teams up with Marvel. The box office takes a fall. And Good Eats is back. This is Universe Box. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Amory Nismo. This is Universe Box for November 1st, 2016. So how are you doing tonight, Amory? I'm chugging along, man. I'm chugging along. How are you doing? Keep it chugging. I, I'm doing pretty good myself. You know who else is chugging along? It's Angel. our chatters. Yeah, Our chatter. Our chatter, Angel, over in the chat room at live.universebox.com. If you're lis- listening to this or watching this live, we highly encourage you to get over there and keep Angel company because <laughs> she's we- lonely. Oh, A and T is there. Yay. Excellent. Yeah, because we- when a- when Angel's hanging out by herself, no good can come of it. Nope, uh, you she thought- gets in trouble. You thought Halloween was bad. You wait till till you see what happens when Angel uh, gets to being alone in the chat room over there. So, Amory, how was your Halloween? Uh, my Halloween was delicious. How was yours? It was it was it was mildly delicious. It was mildly it, delicious. Mildly delicious. I like that. I like that that's a, I, I wonder if they would sell more lucky charms if that was their slogan. <laughs> it's mildly delicious. <laughs> it's kind of just okay. Uh, no, that'd be good. I like that. I like that a whole bundle, a whole bundle and brick. A in a pack. Okay, well, you know, Amory, uh we 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 we're kind of delaying the obvious here we're here to talk entertainment pop culture news so why don't we just get into it let's do it okay happen okay so first of all we're going to be looking into the world of television and serialized streaming storytelling in televisionary so netflix has released the full fuller house trailer yes uh we're we're keeping this fuller house thread going yep sorry y'all so the crazy tanner and gibbler clans are back with their holiday filled adventures in the official trailer released just today we brought you a few promo pictures last week and from the looks of the trailer the adults from the original series seem to have a much larger role than they did in season one and dj's love life isn't all smooth sailing Mm -mm. oh and new kids on the block make an appearance Oh, was that New Kids on the Block? She turns around and says, it's New Kids on the Block. Ah! See, she, yeah. she was screaming in just a high enough pitch that I couldn't quite understand what she said. Ah! I should have known New Kids on the Block from that. Yeah, hello. Mm-hmm. So, yay. Good to hear they're still hanging tough, though. Definitely. They still tour. They have a regular... Um, they have a cruise. There's uh-huh. a New Kids cruise, and they do... Yeah, so... I have a friend who's like a really big <laughs> fan. Um, but this trailer looks like the season is going to be even more fun than the first. I love that they're bringing in Kimmy's brother as Stephanie's love interest and taking away both of DJ's love interests because that was not so fun. <laughs> um, that whole storyline just bothered me. And now I can't wait to see why Nuke is on the block is there. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're there because it's a fa- uh, why was Macy Gray there in the first season, you know? See, you know what? That's actually a much bigger question. <laughs> yeah. The kids makes much more she, sense. She didn't even seem like she wanted to be there, quite she honestly. She never seems like she wants to she be anywhere. Like, where am I? I I'm Macy. Say <laughs> <laughs> is this a set of Spider-Man 2? Or I don't know no, Spider-Man 1? Whatever what was she was in. Spider-Man. No, but I really liked uh, the trailer for this, too, uh, for sure. It, now, uh, you know, like Amory said, you know, the holiday th- holiday theme continues and it looks like our theory, the focus on the holidays, meaning the guys will be around more was mm-hmm. spot on. I, I'm also glad it appears they won't be focusing on the love triangle since Steve and the vet dude or both have girlfriends now. Boop, boop. Although I did see the vet dude make an appearance like hanging out with the kids. So no, that's not who you thought it was. Oh, it wasn't who I thought it was. No. Okay. No. 
Uh, but, you know, so I'm, I'm glad that won't be quite the focus. I'm glad it's going to be more centered on the family from the classic series. I, and I also absolutely love the use of new radicals. Get what you give in the in the trailer. Uh, just, one of the best one hit wonders of the 90s ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, guaranteed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I also love that it appears that Danny uh, Tanner is going to be he- going through a late stage midlife crisis, like a sixty at sixties midlife crisis. And, you know, it'll give Saget some really good meat to chew on acting wise, uh, which he's he can be very good in a dramatic sense. I mean, I know mm-hmm. you think of him as the, the silly voices from Funniest Home Videos, and no anymore. I just think of him as a d- dirty comic. Yeah, that too, mm-hmm. that too. But it, it'll be good to see him get some real meat to dig into. Uh, so you know, I'm super pumped for December 9th. Uh, over in the chat room, let's see here. Uh, Angel says, oh, good. It won't feel like they're just being shoehorned in. That was my opinion on how it seemed last season. Definitely. And you know what it really did? They just each had to, they made, you know, one or two big appear, group appearances, and then they each had a little little storyline of their own. And, mm. you know, it was just getting them in there, I think, to hook people. But now yeah. I think they were like, no, well, I want to be on it more. I think Stamos was one of the driving forces behind getting the show made, too. Yeah. So they he, he probably demanded it. I also, Angel in the chat room, I will point out, said, agrees with us, says she will cause many problems if she's there by herself, which is why it's awesome that A&T and Bobby Joy. both showed up almost immediately. So thanks, guys, for being in chat. Okay, so what's the next story, Emery? Next up, Rhea Perlman is to star in a YouTube Red series. So one streaming service that we haven't really talked much about is YouTube Red. Very true. However, with stars like Rhea Perlman signing on to star in exclusive content, I can see them becoming a much bigger contender. Uh, the show Me and My Me and My Grandma is a buddy comedy about Perlman and Eva Gatowski's character Janie moving to Hollywood to find their big break. The six episode series is set to release in 2017. And, Interesting. Um, this the the Eva girl is a vlogger. Yes. So I noticed this is a very interesting uh, arrangement. <laughs> um, I love Rhea Perlman. I don't think I've ever seen something I didn't like her in. Um, but I don't know how I feel about the series as a whole. Like, really, I'm not moving to L.A. with my grandma to become actresses <laughs> together. I, I, um, uh, no. So, um, and now I know this is weird to say since we are streaming on YouTube, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to sell a sitcom. So I think the whole, I'm still a little up in the air about YouTube Red. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say here. But this sort of legitimizes it a little more to me because it's like a name actress. Yeah. Not just vloggers. Yeah. Or bloggers or podcasters. Yeah, I definitely agree, agree. The whole vlogger thing is really weird, but Rhea Perlman is super talented. She always picks great projects, so I'm, I'm sure the project has some sort of merit. Mm-hmm. It, it's just interesting how much YouTube is leaning into the whole YouTube Red thing as a not just a, a platform, but as a as almost a studio. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of when they funded a ton of channels a few years back on YouTube. Uh, full disclosure, I was the graphics dude for Geek and Sundry Sword and Laser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, uh, be- I benefited from that be sh- for sure. For sure. Uh, but uh, they even played a big trailer. Uh, we went to see a movie, which I'll talk about a little bit later this weekend. And they played a big uh, trailer for YouTube Red content, uh, including stuff from a... Uh, Rhett and Lincoln. It looks like they had Molly Shannon on uh, oh, in really? the show. And there were a few other, I can't remember the other YouTubers who had these big series on YouTube Red. Uh, if it, we should probably also explain what YouTube Red is. If you didn't know, basically, 
Yeah, I think you pay like ten bucks a month, and you get uh, you don't have to watch ads on YouTube, and they kind of uh, have a, a whole big pot of money. Like I don't know, I'll throw out like a round number, like a million dollars, and then that million dollars gets divided across the board. Anytime someone with YouTube Red views a video, they get you know if there's a million dollars and a million views. Each video gets a dollar uh, for for each view for There's each dollar per view for each YouTube Red uh, subscriber view. And there's also like free music and stuff like that you can get with it. Basically, if you're watching us on a YouTube Red <coughs> account, we're benefiting. From yeah, it. we're making money, so thank, so thank you, you very much. Yeah, but it, it's an interesting platform, and it's interesting that they're going into the content creation side of it. But I, I feel I, I've said this before too. I feel like that's getting stretched a little thin. Like there's too much content out there. Right now, I, don't, it, eh. it, they, I mean, there's content for everybody, but at the same time, there's so much good content that I'm only seeing like a fifth of it. Right. You know, uh, let's see. Over in the chat room, uh, let's see here. Uh, Angel T says, I only watched one series when I had my free trial of YouTube Red, and that was Game Lab. Bobby says it's great, and he has a Google Play Music family account, and he pays $15 a month for five family members. Uh, which That's is pretty good. Yeah, That's not bad. bad at all. It's very affordable. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so uh, we you like know, affordable. If you don't like ads and you like video content, uh, you That's can support people. Go. YouTube Red. Plus, they're making a bunch of original content too. Uh, okay, so uh, you know what? They're probably going to be making movies soon too. So why don't you go ahead and grab your popcorn, find your seat. We're opening up the curtain on cinematas. However, there are some people that are not making the popcorn and the money. <laughs> so the box office is currently down 10% from the past year. Yes. Fall 2016 hasn't, ha wait, hasn't quite had the box office spark that it did in 2015. The movie industry has seen a 10% decrease in attendance year to year and can largely be attributed to this series of unnecessary sequels and family films that just missed the mark. One lone exception to the sequel curse is Boo! A Medea Halloween. <laughs> Which, uh, second week in a row, number one at the box office. Yeah, that's a little crazy. It is called it 17.2 million during its second weekend and wow. it's re energizing the Medea franchise. Good, good. More Medea. We were rooting for that. We were rooting for it. Um, and Bobby points out that YouTube Red has already made a movie, Bill. Fair enough. Um, but okay, so I can see where they're coming from with this whole 10% decrease thing. In 2015, they had movies like Hotel Transylvania 2 and Goosebumps both come out, which appealed to families, which means there's going to be a larger group of people going to the theater because, well, like maybe two parents <laughs> and three kids. That's mm -hmm. a bigger group. That's like double a date night plus one. And in 2016, there was a lot more adult-oriented movies, and the kid movies that were released didn't have quite the the reach or uh -huh. the, the, the pull-in that those other movies did, which means it's more going to be twosomes going to the movies. So which less tickets. That's significantly less tickets, significantly less money. However, the big question really is, a Medea Halloween? <laughs> really? Yes, Really? Really? Medea is the train that you just can't stop. I have yet to watch that train. Really? I'm a little... Seriously, like I said a couple weeks ago... I need to watch it. Like I said a week or two ago, uh, check out Diary of a Mad Black Woman. It's See, really I good. feel like that sounds like something on my Yeah, alley. it's a good flick. Uh, but but it's more like this Medea of this. A Medea mm -hmm. this, a yeah. Medea that. Like Medea scared stupid. Someone Actually, I saw someone on the internet today compare Medea to Ernest, and I, I kind of think they're right in the same ballpark. Uh, oh, you really? know, Ernest P. Worrell. Uh, so, Hate. 
So, uh, you know, may, maybe I should check out Medea's uh, Scared Stupid or whatever. Uh, but, you know, while it's easy to call this a trend, I feel like uh, the fall movie season just doesn't have as much to offer as the summer and winter seasons as far as, tried. as far as like big movies or quality movies even. Uh, you know, the multiple Disney uh, Marvel releases eat up a lot of theater dollars mm. uh, that could go to other projects later in the year. Because, I mean, it's so concentrated from like, april to august or september that by the time you get into october november everyone's like okay i'm, I'm good with movies until christmas <laughs> comes around again or at least thanksgiving you know and people say it's a uh, sequelitis you know people sick of sequels uh but those aforementioned uh, disney marvel and uh, yeah dc properties seem to be doing just fine i uh, it, it if it falls again next year Hollywood might want to get worried, but I see this as a small dip in what has otherwise been a decade of incre increasing profits for movie studios. So, Going along with your sequelitis, those ones, Disney, Marvel, and DC are making uh, sequels that are called for, sequels that people want to see and all that. What it was saying was these sequels that people really like. Did we need another Bridget Jones? Like, yeah. That wasn't necessary. Nobody's like was crawling all over themselves to get to that theater. <laughs> however you know maybe another marvel movie another disney movie they are mm -hmm. yeah and uh everyone in the chat room has not seen medea like i said uh go, i get guarantee or doesn't like it yeah or doesn't like it uh diary of a mad black woman was a really good one and that's about it if, in my opinion anyway i mean there's an audience for it obviously okay now this next story is a fun one amory what, what's this one yeah giggly. okay so nicholas cage is interviewed using nicholas cage quotes um, Nicholas Cage is making the rounds to promote his upcoming movie, Doggy Dog, and Vice decided to conduct their interview with him almost entirely in quotes from Cage's movies. The kicker being that Cage was not informed of the stunt beforehand. <laughs> with quotes from movies like Con Air, the, the Adaption, Raising Arizona, and more. Adaptation. Adaptation. Yeah. I can't read tonight. Uh, and more came up with some interesting answers that you aren't likely to read in other interviews. Okay, so whether they Nicholas Cage realized what was going on or not, I think he probably would appreciate being asked different questions while on mm -hmm. the press junket. Yeah, um, it gives him a chance to actually think of some sort of an answer versus going, you know, you know, what is this movie about? This movie is about blah blah blah. Like he has to go, mm -hmm. why do fish do what what what? So like, there's it, it gave him something different, and you know, hopefully somebody has let him in on the joke by now, and he was able to have a laugh about it. Yeah, I feel like he's the kind of guy who would. Oh, definitely, definitely. You, you know what? I, I kind of had a different uh, read on it. Oh. Because Mike Pearl's questions are, they're kind of a stretch sometimes to fit in the, the quote. Right. But the funniest thing is how off the beaten path they are and how Cage just keeps trying to bring it back around to, uh, like you said, those talking points, the standard press junket stuff. Right. Uh, you know, he keeps trying to just like weave the conversation back to, oh, and I liked working with everybody. And, you know, this movie's great and a great cast. And, all this stuff. Uh, but the best part uh, was at the end when he's asked, do you think fish have dreams? And it brings to mind uh, a story in Cage about how three fish basically stalked uh, his date at an aquarium. And he, nice. was, he started wondering philosophically, why did they choose her? Why were they watching her? You know, all this stuff. So, you know, the article's not drop dead funny hilarious, but it's definitely worth a read. It's kind of a a lighthearted sort of uh, jab at Nick Cage, but all in good fun. All in good fun. Yes. And uh, over in the chat room, Angel T says, Nicholas Cage is one of those actors that I don't know how to react to. And Monica says, junkets are brain killers. That's what I've heard for I've sure. Heard, and yes. I, 
I, I've done some uh, celebrity interviews and stuff in press conferences at conventions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it feels very like... <sighs> Another one. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, on both sides of it, on the press side of it and on the, the actor side of it. Uh-huh. Okay. But we're going to get back to talking about uh, some great, great stories here in just a second. But first, we wanted to tell you about our Patreon. Uh, Patreon, if you didn't know, it's a way you can support content creators you like. Like, like YouTube Red for uh, is one way. Another way is through Patreon. If you know you don't just want to give us views, but you want to give us maybe like a buck a month or something, Patreon's a great way to do that. It's you sign up kind of like a subscription, mm-hmm. and it'll charge you whatever amount of money you want to give a buck a month, five bucks Dollar, a month, five, ten, fifty, whatever. We're open. Yeah, to yeah, we'll take a thousand. Uh, it'll be fine. Uh, but but if you want to support us, it's really great. Not only do you get uh, even more great content from us uh, in the form of uh, you know more more videos, more podcast all that sort of stuff, but there's also individual rewards based on the amount of support you give. Uh, one of the best rewards you can get, actually, is to become a member of the $5 Star Patrons Club. Now, if you become a member of the $5 Star Patrons Club, not only will you be 10% more attractive immediately, immediately, but uh, we'll also read your name on every episode of every podcast we do for the entire month you're giving that support level. So I, keep it coming so that you can get read every month. Definitely, definitely. And Nicolas Cage will ask you a question as well. Ooh. And uh, the people that Nicolas Cage is going to be asking questions to this month are Becca Baca, Angel, Holly Mac 79 Monica Jones, Other Anne-Marie, Sage of Earth, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Cattler, Hope Molinax, Karen Horlacher, and Jessica Gonzalez. Woo-hoo. You guys are fantastic. We love, we love you. you. If you want us to love you too, you can buy our love. Patreon.com slash universe box. And, and to remember, remember to think, think outside. outside. Okay, so let's see here. Okay, comics, novels, Dr. Seuss. As long as you can read it, we've indexed it and shoved it in a folder. Let's crack open the bibliophile. R.L. Stein is writing a series for Marvel. So proving that you are never too old to try something new, novelist R.L. Stein is trying his hand at comics for Marvel. While the author is best known for his horror and children's work, there is no indication the direction the comic series will take. The announcement came during a Reddit AMA, but details are scarce. Mm, so, Amory, what did you think about this bit of news? So, I love that he's trying something new because he's not a he's not a young pop. He's in his seventies. Like, you know, this is where most people try and retire, unless you're Stan Lee. And so, it's pretty cool to see, you know, a successful creative try something out of their wheelhouse so deep mm-hmm. in their career. Now, whatever the series is, I'm sure it's going to be wildly successful because everything R.L. Stein does is pretty much successful. Maybe he will give a goosebump spin to the Marvel superheroes or something. Well, you know, not everything R.L. Stein, his, oh, his touch okay. has turned to gold. I would uh, say gold. He, he actually, uh, a few years back, he tried writing an adult horror novel and it pff, crashed. It was oh. terrible. So, so you know, I, I, I think really as far as this story goes, I bet $6 million he's going to be doing a Goosebumps series for mm-hmm. Marvel because they've already had really good successes with a new story set in, in the Dark Tower universe by Stephen King. Oh. And the Goosebumps movie proved that Stein isn't afraid to bring his classic stories and characters to other platforms. Okay. And, you know, that adult novel I mentioned that kind of crashed and burned, yeah. uh, it, it, you know, it, it was a complete blowout. So at least I, I, I think 
it'll probably probably scared him away a little bit from doing that from from doing anything but goosebumps so uh you know i definitely feel like it's going to be a goosebumps adaptation but it could be a reboot of some classic marvel horror franchises like tomb of dracula or werewolf by night uh a vampire story and a werewolf story, obviously. Oh, of course. Uh, but uh, let's see here. Over in the chat room, uh, they're throwing down Nicolas Cage quotes. Uh, Put down the bunny. You mean warlord. No, you are a lord of war. Not, Not the, the bees. bees. And uh, Angel T, as far as the R.L. Stein thing says, it should prove to be interesting him writing something for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I and I, if uh, the quality of the Dark Tower books are any uh, comics are any indication, it'll probably be pretty good too. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Good times. Good times. Okay, so uh, you know what? I I, I I let's put down the bibliophile, Anne Marie. Okay, I'm putting stop it down. trying to put this bibliophile in my face. I'm gonna put on my headphones and warm up my pipes. We're and we're also gonna make sure your modern music knowledge is into. Was almost in tune. <laughs> so close. So Amy Winehouse's foundation is holding a contest. The Amy Winehouse Foundation is teaming up with Island Records to hold a contest for Winehouse covers to benefit the foundation. Instrumental versions of some of Winehouse's hits are available for download and use for the contest. They will be judged and given a chance to get a professional recording session as the prize. The um, Amy Winehouse Foundation seeks to help women with drug and alcohol addiction. And I, my mouse just died. Um, hold please. Beep, 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 scrolling, scrolling, <laughs> trying to find it. But oh, ba basically yeah. they're trying to help people who want to go to rehab. Yes. Yeah. They don't want to, you know, they made me go to rehab. They want to go to rehab. Um, sorry. I'm <laughs> trying to find where <laughs> I was. But they use uh, music therapies and they're actually looking to open a facility in London soon in celebration of the fifth anniversary of Amy Winehouse's passing. Yeah, so Those aren't the ones I need. So, so what do you think? Here, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, take my point first, Amory. Okay, so this is a good cause for sure, and, and I'm always supportive of uh, these kind of remix contests. Uh, I've, I've always liked them since you know Trent Reznor started doing them way back in the day, where he'd release all the source tracks for for his songs and everything, and have people remix them and rejigger them and everything. I mean, I think he kind of started out as a remixer. All that being said, I was R never remix. I was never a huge fan of Winehouse's music. I, I mean, Rehab was okay. Uh, but still, it's great they're turning the tragedy of her death into something positive for recovering addicts in London. I, I think that's, you know, very beneficial, even if, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of her music. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So what about you, Anne-Marie? I love seeing good things come from tragedies, and I love the fact that there is this foundation in her memory um, that is using um, musical therapies to help addicts because it's something different. It might be something that hasn't worked in the past and might work for them now. Uh -huh. um, the contest also sounds great, which is, you know, the main part of it. I know it'll be really neat to hear different versions of songs that you already know. And, you know, I like stuff like that a la Glee. So it's pretty cool to see what they come up with at the end of the contest. Definitely. It's a good contest. Good, good contest. contest. Uh, good ain't... contest. We support you. Angel T agrees. I uh, was never a big fan of Amy Winehouse, but I do think it's cool they're doing this. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Pretty neat. Okay, uh, what, this next story is whoa. Oh I... my. <clears throat> okay, so there's a homeless man who's afraid of Miley Cyrus. Andrew Johansson of Melbourne, you know, Australia, um, mm -hmm. is claiming that he is so scared of Miley Cyrus attacking him with a meat cleaver that he assaulted individuals and bought an axe. 
Uh, Johansson claims to have had a psychic communication with Cyrus for a few years now, and he will be serving year in custody, hopefully with some mental help, before becoming eligible for parole. Mm, it, quite the story. I, I, uh, you know, I just don't even know where to begin. Actually, yes. Yes, I do. If your doctor prescribes you medication for a mental disorder, please take it, because that's what he was. He wasn't taking his medicine. Like, mm. Miley must have told him not to take it, so he stopped. Stupid Miley. Do not go around assaulting people with or without access. Just don't do it. Take your medicine, mm -hmm. homie. Okay. Uh, I, I need to talk to this guy. Andrew. Andrew. We all communicate telepathically with Miley. But that doesn't mean we go assaulting people. I mean, I know she projects some pretty crazy thoughts into her mind sometimes, but it's all in good fun. Uh, seriously, though, why Miley Cyrus? Uh, was he a disillusioned Hannah Montana fan or something? Maybe. Like, I don't know why you would focus, pick Miley Cyrus, but then again... She picked him. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's she very true. Him. And, you know, the mind wants what the mind wants. The mind wants what the mind uh, wants. But, you know, I, I, at least it may, maybe go uh, with someone who, a, a celebrity who's equally as crazy as you, like a Kanye or something like that, you know? I thought he did with Pick and Miley. Yeah, I, it's debatable. It's I debatable. Like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Sorry. You're welcome. Oh, oh uh, let's see here. Over in the chat, uh, A&T says, Bill is team Miley, Miley, so don't listen to him. He's part of the conspiracy. True that. Maybe. True that. Maybe. He's sending messages. Look out. <laughs> you know what else is part of the conspiracy? The box. And you know what's in the box? Uh, you're about to find out. We've each selected a special story to discuss. Let's pop open the universe box. Anne-Marie, so what's your universe box for this week? Alton Brown is starting a web cooking show. Ooh. So since the Food Network wasn't always willing to let Alton Brown make what he wanted, he is taking to the internet. The Post-It Loving Shelf, chef, not shelf, chef, chef um, <laughs> has solicited ideas in a Facebook live chat. Like, I can't ever pronounce this. Poutine? Poutine? I don't poutine, know. I think, poutine? yeah. I don't know. It's French fries to stuff on top. Gravy and, and whatnot. Cooking, cooking in a microwave for his Good Eats-esque sequel, but <coughs> for a squirrel meat stew and more in 2017 on the interwebs. Yeah, I really have no opinion on this because I've never seen anything with him in it. I was actually watching. He's okay. I've seen a commercial with him in it. I think that's about it. He's kind of wacky, but like Good Eats, while it's teaching you um, a recipe or how to do a specific thing, like it's not always just, we're going to bake a cake. Like it's a very specific. He'll teach you the history of it behind it like i was watching uh one about kebabs earlier because i was like mm -hmm. all right i guess i should watch a little more good eats it's been a while and he went through the history of the kebab why people do the kebab the different types of skewers that they currently sell to make kebabs stuff like that so he gives you a little history about it too yeah pe people have always told me that i would i would like him yeah you really would. uh but but i just don't like cooking shows like in general it doesn't feel like a cooking show. That's uh -huh. the thing. It feels like a history show with a little bit of cooking thrown mm -hmm. in there. But you know something we both like and got a little uh, little blip Poutine, yesterday. Poutine. Poutine is the way you pronounce it. I just would like to eat it. Okay, so uh, Netflix yesterday released a Stranger Things clip. It's not it's nothing big, but they released a video for Halloween uh, set in the Stranger Things universe. It's a newscast that focuses on the disappearance of Barb. Barb! It also reports a supernatural run on Eggle Waffles at a local grocery store. Uh, if you've seen Stranger Things, it makes sense. you get this. Uh, while it doesn't do a lot to hint what's to come in season two, it's a fun little reminder that the show 
is coming back on Halloween, not on Halloween, but a, it's a reminder on Halloween that the show is coming back. Uh, it also stars an actual news anchor, uh, Brenda Woods from WXIA in Atlanta, which I thought was kind of fun. It said she was on the original show, too, on the first season. Yeah, yeah, she was the newscaster on the original so show, too. Back. Yeah, because I, I think they shoot in Atlanta. I think so. Yeah, I'm not so. 100% sure. Okay, so tomorrow, as always, is our fun, fun holidays. Tomorrow is Stress Awareness Day. Stress Awareness. We're I'm, all stressed. I am aware. Um, <laughs> it is also Deviled Egg Day. So if you need to throw some deviled eggs at your ex's car to relieve some stress, do it. That's fair. Gilmore Girls reference. That's fair. I, I was also going to say maybe, maybe you know, kind of pull on the deviled egg to de-stress it. You know, because it's all like... Do you know what a deviled egg is? Oh, wait a second. Yeah, you're right. That's a hard-boiled egg. Strike that, reverse it. No. No, don't strike that, reverse no. it. No. Somebody just make me some deviled eggs <laughs> with a heavy paprika, please. No, I'm going to do you one better. I'm not going to give you a devil egg. I'm going to give you a suggestion because, you a know, suggestion. suggestion. There we go. Uh, what are we excited about this week? We're offering up our recommendations on suggestibles. So, Anne Marie, what's your suggestible? Okay. My suggestible is my planner. Okay. So, this might sound a little silly and it's a little different than we usually go. But right now, I'm living and dying by this planner. It's the only thing keeping me sane and very aware of my stress. So <laughs> with podcast, volunteer work, kids' activities, and freelancing, like I said, I live and die by my Erin Condren planner. It's an hourly. It's really fun, and I'm going to show you a little bit. And my microphone hates me. Ba -ba -da -ba. I should have had this open already. Sorry. So you this planner... You I should have pre-planned this. You should have planned better. Okay. So what I they have three different like layouts and I choose the one that's hourly. This is just a glimpse as to what my day looks like. I have to plan my lunch. So <laughs> it just helps you see everything laid out and it's neat. Like there's interchangeable covers that you can customize with your name or whatever you want, but you can change them out and get seasonal ones. They have your little name there. And there's a ton of different kinds. She destroyed her plan. And then I put it back together. But um, I just like to share because people are always going, okay, I need a paper planner. And I'm like, Erin Condren. Must use the Erin Condren. Um, there will be a link in the show notes. And I'm totally not going to lie. Full disclosure, it's an affiliate link. So <laughs> if you shop through it, we get a kickback. Oh, so you're trying to make money off of this, huh? Um, well, it's kickbacks and credits so that I can get organized for 2017 because my planner's almost gone. Oh, so you're trying to make planners out of this, huh? I totally am. Okay, well, I'm not trying to make money off of my suggestible this week. <laughs> I can't believe I took the little... My suggestible <laughs> is uh, we went and saw a movie this weekend. It was called Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh, now, we went and saw it. Uh, it was a stop-motion animated movie, and it was fantastic. I, I, after, well, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, after, you know, beautiful animation, great characters, everything. But after watching it, I couldn't help but notice how similar it was to The Legends of Zelda. Uh, there, there's dungeon crawling with a gigantic boss at the battle at the end, uh, gathering items to advance in the quest, a lot of mythology involving ancient gods, and a youthful antagonist, or uh, protagonist, rather, uh, who ends up being the cho chosen hero. Uh, the animation was beautiful, too, and unlike too many kids' movies these days, it didn't end in a dance-off to a current pop song. Uh, so, you know, highly recommended. You liked it, too, right? Anyway? I absolutely loved it. Okay, I've been looking forward to this movie since probably June when I took the kids to Dollar uh, Movie Days over at the Regal Cinemas. They had 
two dollar day or they had like a dollar movie days all summer and this was one of the promos they played Mm -hmm. every single (laughs) week so i've been really looking forward to it and then we like forgot when it actually came out because i wasn't going to the movies every week Mm -hmm. to be reminded um but i'm really glad that we were able to finally see it it was it was fantastic and you know while i don't get the legends of zelda references because i block that all out and yes it's a poster behind him of zelda um i thought it was amazing i actually really like the animation was beautiful um it was funny though because i had the the five-year-old was next to me and he kept going i think there's gonna be another boss battle i was like oh (laughs) so yeah okay uh well you know what what? No, enough of us talking. We can't t- wait to hear your blathering. Let's hear what our listeners have to say in Blather Skypes. Your feedback goes here. Your feedback goes here. Unfortunately, we didn't get any Blather Skypes this week. You know, you know what? I, I guess uh, for for this week, uh, your assignment for to write in for next time Thursday. Is, is why don't you tell us your thoughts on the Fuller House trailer? We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Or on any of the stories that we've talked about this evening. Yeah, you can email us, contact at universebox.com, tweet us at universe underscore box, Instagram is at universe underscore box Which as well. we just launched today. Thank you very much. And uh, the Facebook is facebook.com slash group slash universe box show. Voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, you know, you can also suggest stories to us to talk about. Right. Definitely. Uh, over in the chat room, uh, we'll go ahead and talk to the, about the chat for a minute since we didn't have any blather skypes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Angel, <laughs> Angel T says, I feel um, like most people are aware of their stress these days. Also, I've tried using planners, but I'm horrible at keeping them. Mm-hmm. A&T asked if that was a Zelda poster behind me. Yes, Skyward Sword. Uh, and uh, Angel T said, Kubo looked like a good movie, but she hasn't seen it yet. And uh, Monica said Arby's is doing venison burgers next week in certain locations. Because um, the the Good Eats, the Alton Brown. Okay, book, okay. He does, fu- he does funny things. And uh, A&T also says we have the worst cricket imper- impersonations ever. And that they have the worst spelling ever. <laughs> and we have the worst talking ever. So it we all works out. Uh, definitely. Um, real quick before you start, do- you do our takeaways. As you heard, Bill said we now have an Instagram at universe underscore box, just like our Twitter. We also are going to be launching our newsletter very, very soon. So if you go over to mm-hmm. universebox.com, there's a little pop up. Make sure you sign up so you don't miss anything. Definitely exclusive content for the newsletter. Okay, so it's time for the takeaways, though. I kind of wrapping up the episode here. Okay, so takeaways for this week. Ego, people uh, won't let Lego of Barb. No, we won't. They won't. Uh, Not even Nicolas Cage watches most Nicolas Cage movies. Web is the new television slash movie theater. And never listen to Miley Cyrus's telepathic commands. That's ever. That's true. Don't, don't do don't it. Don't do it. I mean, listen to it like, coming like a wrecking ball. But uh, I'm going to kill all of you. Don't listen, don't to, that listen one. to that one. Do not listen to that one. Okay, we want to thank our chatters over here in the chat room. Tuesday and Thursday nights, 10 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Lots of chatters. Uh, A&T, Angel T, Bobby, and Monica. Thank you guys thank for you. joining us tonight. Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Simone, or really I'll be monitoring that lovely little Instagram at universe underscore box. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow 
all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And you can call in and leave us a message, 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Again, we want to thank our chatters, one of whom asked for the <laughs> voicemail number, number right there at the end. Happy to give it to you guys. So I, I guess that about does it for this week. Uh, so until next time, remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside.